We need to get there, stand in reverence to the Word of God. Galatians chapter 3. All right. Is everybody there? All right. Thanks, Nathan. I got the thumbs up. Galatians chapter 3. And we'll begin reading with verse number 1. Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, or who has convinced you that ye should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. What he's saying right there is, how did you get saved? I have a question for all of you and don't answer me this. How did you get saved? Did you get saved by what you did? Did you get saved... By what, how, the good things you accomplish in this life? Or do you get saved by believing in Jesus Christ? And that's the question Paul would ask him. How, you Galatians, did you get saved? As we continue reading in verse number 3, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? What he's saying right there is, have you done all this good stuff? Have you grew this much in Christ just to give up now? Just to lay everything down. You came this far just to say, I'm done. That's what Paul is asking him right then. Can you read in verse number 5? He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of the faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Let's reread that. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Let's reread that. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for, say it with me, the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every man that hangeth on a tree. What that's saying right there is, did you know in Jewish culture, any man that hung on a tree, everybody said was the worst of the worst. And I can tell you about one man who hung on a tree that was not the worst 
of the worst. He hung there, was mocked, ridiculed, and spit upon for the sins of me and of you. Let's continue reading and finish reading in verse number 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I'm going back to verse number 11. On the final line, it says the title and the focus of this message. The just shall live by faith. With that being said, if the Lord would help me, I'd like to preach on a very simple thought of faith. The lifeline of life. Let us pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father God, I am so thankful, Lord, for this opportunity you have given me, Lord, to climb once again behind your sacred desk, God. Lord, already even in just reading that opening chapter, God, I, I feel so good in my spirit, Lord. And God, it, it took everything in my will to not cut out right then and start preaching. But God, I want to come to you first and ask for your help before I do anything. God, I want to come to you and humbly ask God that you pour out your spirit on me. And God, that I can just be a vessel of your word today, God. Lord, fill me with your wonderful spirit of anointing, God. And I pray you guide my words, God. These are not my own words. It's not my own power, God. I don't want to take any responsibility. And I, I, I say, Lord, you come down and you help us right now, Lord. And God, I know right now, Lord, there are devils in this very church house, God, trying to get everybody's mind off of the word of God because he's scared of the word of God. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I tell them devils to leave right now. Because right now is God's time. And I pray that every single soul in here, God, for a few minutes can forget about what's going on after church forget about where they're going forget about what they're going to go eat and focus on you I pray they get fed spiritually today God feed them in a mighty way and God, I pray that being lost people in this church house, God, you open their hearts and their souls to hear what you're trying to tell them, God. And Lord, I pray that your will be done. And I pray you help me to get out of the way. I pray you anoint me like you did Peter that day at Pentecost, God, when three thousand souls were saved by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray you outpour your Holy Ghost on me today and anoint me under the power thereof. Help me, God, to be a willing vessel. I open myself unto you. Let it be your words that leave my mouth. I pray it all be done in Jesus' holy and warm name I pray. Amen. Before we go any further, I think it's important we realize what we just read. Because I can tell you context is key. When you're reading the Bible, and I told you to read every day. Before you read Figure out what you're reading. Figure out where you're reading, why you're reading, and who they're reading it to. What we see here is Paul was writing to a peop some people in a land called Galatia. Modern, we don't really know where that is. We know it's somewhere around Asia Minor, wherever that is. It's somewhere in that general vicinity. And see, what happened was they were Gentiles. You know what that means, King? Them being Gentiles means they were not Jews. They weren't born in Jerusalem. They didn't know nothing about the Old Testament. They weren't raised like that. They were raised believing a whole bunch of gods. And then what happened was, you see, what Paul would do was, Paul would go to a bunch of different countries and he'd do something called church plant. He'd plant a bunch of churches and he'd plant a church at Galatia. 
And when Paul was there, they were absolutely thriving. Kenny, I'm talking Galatia was going right through the roof. They loved God. They loved Christ. They loved Jesus. They loved all about God's Word. But you want to know what happened to Paul is he would never stay in one place too long. He was at Galatia while it was doing well and then the Lord led him to another land to go. And what we find here is Paul, he left Galatia. And as soon as Paul left, some people showed up in that, in that city and they were called Judaizers. If you don't know what a Judaizer is, they would show up and they would tell all the, all the new Christians that they were doing it all wrong. What they would say is, okay, you believe in Christ, that's fine and dandy. But these false prophets, these false teachers would say, but you also got to do this, this, and this to be saved. Okay, you say you believe in Christ, but have you been circumcised? You say you believe in Christ, but have you been to Jerusalem? You say you believe in Christ, and why do you dress like that? Why do you look like that. They were trying to teach them that in order to truly be saved, they had to do this, this, and this. And I want you to know that's not what the Bible tells us to do. That's not at all what the Bible tells us to do. And I can tell you, Paul, like an aid to a child. You see, Paul seen the church as his children. You know that? He's seen every church he planted as his child. And all my parents out there will agree with me when I say this. When you see your child doing wrong, you're sure going to correct them. I can say that is very true today. There's a lot of times I've done wrong and I've always got corrected. What Paul did, he's seen his church absolutely going away. He's seen him believing in something that was not right. He's seen him following something that was not of God. And he wrote the book of Galatians to them to tell them what it actually means to be saved. He wrote to them this chapter that we just read. And let's see what it means, shall we? You see, in verses 1 through 5 we find... That Paul is asking him, what in the world happened to you all? You all were doing so well. You were doing this great. You were, you were living for God. You were loving God. But now I come and I find you believing in something that's not of God. What in the world happened to you people? And he said, why are you not obeying the truth? He said in verse number one, why do you not obey the truth? I will tell you right now. Jesus Christ is the truth. And if what they were doing was not of the truth, that means it was not of God. He was saying, what in the world are y'all believing in? Y'all ain't loving God any longer. Y'all are loving your own works. You think you can work your way into heaven. He was telling you, you're doing it all wrong. You're trying to get to heaven by the fruit of your work. You're trying to get to heaven based on how good you are. You're trying to get to heaven by how smart and how powerful you are. And that is not going to work today. That's what Paul had to tell them. You ain't going to get to heaven by your works. You ain't going to get to God by how good you are. That's not how this thing's going to work. What he said right there is just like for Abraham. What it said, it was accounting for Abraham righteousness. What does that mean, Kenny? Accounting means imputed. Imputed means given righteousness. What happened was Abraham was given righteousness. He was given salvation because he believed. And I want you to know right now, the only way any of us are ever going to get to heaven is if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are not going to 
get there by your church attendance. You are not going to get there by how good you are, how smart you are, how strong you are, how wise you are, how pretty you are, how big you are, how bad you are. If you don't believe in God, you ain't going to make it. I want you to know right now, Abraham had to believe in God or he would not be saved. Paul had to believe in God or he would not be saved. I had to believe in God or I would not be saved. I want you all to know today, if you don't believe in God, you're not going to make it. And that's what Paul was saying to them right there. In verse number 8, it says, In the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. You see what was happening here when, when God was telling to Abraham, He was saying, All nations shall be blessed. How is that possible? How is it that Abraham could have all nations? He was just a Jew. I'll tell you how. Whenever I got saved, we became a part of Abraham's family. How? You might be saying, Hunter, you don't look like a Jew. Uh, you are got that right. I am not a Jew. I was born in, in Richmond, Kentucky a few years ago, and I lived in Greyhawk my entire life. So you're probably thinking, how in the world are you like a Jew? I'll tell you how. Once I hit my knees and repented of my sins, Kenny, I became just like Abraham. I became a child of the Most High God. I tell you what happened to me when I hit my knees and accepted God as my Savior. I became just like that Daniel that was in the lion's den. I became a Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego that was in the fire with the Son of Man himself. I became like Moses who led the children out of Israel. I became a son of God. That is how. When I accepted him as my Savior, I was grafted in. What's that mean? It means to become a part. Of. I became a part of the promise of God. A promise to bless those nations. I can tell you right now, I have been blessed. I can tell you right now, that promise stands true today. I have been blessed today. I'm behind a pulpit in a warm church house with a wonderful congregation and the wonderful Word of God before me. And when I leave here, I'll get in a car that's going to ruin. And I'll go out to eat cause, and I'm going to get something to eat. And I thank God for it all. You want to know why I've been blessed? Because I had faith in God. I ain't got everything I've ever wanted. I ain't got everything I've ever desired. But you better believe I've got all I've ever needed. Why? Because when I feel myself getting low, I have faith. When it feels like I can't go on any longer, I have faith. When it feels like I ain't going to do it anymore, I have faith. And that is what Paul was trying to tell them. The just live by faith. He was telling them, y'all are doing it all wrong, Ben. You aren't going to make it unless you have faith. Look at my hands. You see that? I have cracks in my knuckles because I've been having an allergic reaction to my gloves at work. Yeah, you probably thought he's a slave, but not really. They just got really sensitive skin. You know, sometimes I get to work and I wish I could just get what I want right then when I walk in. You know that? I get to work and I'm like, I wish I could leave here tonight with my paycheck. But I, I called Daddy a few days ago and I said, Daddy, I've been working for two weeks and I still ain't got paid. Yeah. I'm like, this ain't good. I don't like this. I can't even pay me after all. I start thinking I can't even see it. And then I got my little online money. 
and they end up in my online account with the work. You know what it said I had in my balance? Zero dollars. <laughs> I said, oh Lord, no. Oh Lord God, it's better be a test. It's better be a test. I better be like Job and get blessed up. <laughs> I'm looking at that and I'm like, where did it go? I said that, Brian. I thought to myself, God, what's wrong with this? The hut's falling apart on me. The pizza hut went and, went and robbed your man. And I was looking at that and I started thinking, you know what, Lord? I don't see it. But I know it's there. Why? Because I did the work. I signed up. I'm an employee. So I know my pays are coming. I don't see it. According to all the evidence, it ain't there. But I'm an employee, so that means I'm going to get paid. And I look at my knuckles, I'm like, I did the work. I'm going to get paid today. And I had faith that it was there. And I'm proud to say three days ago, I got on my little Jackson County Bank website. It said plus $328. And all I had to say was, thank you, God Almighty. I did not see it in my account until it showed up. But I had faith that I was an employee. And thus I knew I'd get paid. I am a child of God. And thus I have faith that God's always going to show up. I ain't seen God. I ain't ever held his hand. I ain't never been to Calvary. But I know God is real. I know he is real today. Why? Because I'm an employee of God Almighty. And if there's an employee, you better believe there's a boss. And if there is a boss, you better believe there's a payday. And praise God Almighty, my payday is coming down the road. I ain't never seen it, but praise God, I'm living by faith today. I don't got to see it to know it's there. I don't need to see God knowing there why. But I feel God every day I wake up in. Every day I climb behind this pulpit, I feel God. Every time I open this Bible, I feel God. Every time I hear a bird chirping, I feel God. Every time I see the sunset, I feel God. Every time I blink, I feel God. Every time I cry, I feel God. I know God is real. Why? Because I have faith and it is this faith that I'm going to live by. That's how we're going to get to heaven, Kenny. By faith in God alone. And that's what Paul was trying to tell them. You are not going to make it unless you live by faith. You know, I've learned that lesson a lot. You know, I've always been a big believer, you know, in repaying people. You know, I try to repay people. And something I learned over the past few weeks, I've been studying and reading and praying. And I'm like, and I pray. I'll be like, God, if you do this for me, I'll do this, this, and this. Oh, and God, if you do this, I promise God, I'll do this, this, and this. You want to know what happened, Kenny? I didn't get a single one of them prayers answered. I did it. And I prayed, and I said, Lord, what's wrong? And then, I let, and then I read Galatians chapter 3. And I read and I realized, God, this ain't a partnership. What me and you got, we ain't a partnership. No, it's a lordship and a servitude. That's what this is. That's what this is. This ain't no 50-50 thing. It's 100% God and 0% me. It ain't no God does His part and I do my part. No, it's me realizing I can't do nothing and relying entirely on God. 
And, then, and, I, and this morning I prayed and I said, God, you know good and well I can't do anything behind this pulpit. You know good and well I can't. I got notes typed out. I, I researched. I cross-referenced. I looked up Greek and Hebrew. Why don't you want to know what I realized at the end of all that, Kenny? I don't know what in the world I'm doing. I got behind her. I said, God, what am I going to do? And I, and I started to say, God, if you help me. Then I'm like, stop it, Hunter. Stop it. Stop it right then. And you want to know what I said? I said, God, I can't repay you for anything you've done. I can never hope to do something to earn your favor. And that's when it hit me. I don't have to earn God's favor. Hallelujah. I don't have to earn God. I already got God. I don't have to make deals with God. He already made the deal at Calvary. He done signed it, passed it, put his thumb of approval on it, and let me have it. I don't have to do anything but believe in God Almighty. And praise God. That's the one thing I can do. I tell you right now, I can't raise the dead. I can't give sight to the blind. I can't even preach on my own. That's God's job. But what I can do, I can believe in God. I can have faith in God. I can trust God. And you want to know what I've seen since I started trusting in God? I've seen prayers answered. I've seen doors opened. I've seen amazing things happen. Why? Because I began to live by faith. You're not going to make it without faith in Christ. In Christ alone. What's in Romans chapter 6 verse 23, Kenny? For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is everlasting life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all read the Old Testament? It's a hard read, isn't it? You know what I read? You know what I thought when I was reading it? When I first read it? I said, there is no possible way them Jews followed all these rules. None? No way? I don't care if you're the most pious man. I don't care if you love God or anybody in the world. You're not going to follow all these. I'm like, why in the world? You want to know it's in verse number 10. If you break one of the laws, you break it all. You know that you've been to court. I've, I've never been to court. You ever got a speeding ticket? I know Katrina did. <laughs> all right, Katrina gets a speeding ticket. She goes to the courthouse and she says, You know, I never robbed nobody. I never stole nothing. I never cheated nobody. Yeah, but you still got a speeding ticket and you broke one of the laws, so you're guilty of all the laws. It don't matter how much good you did. That one breaking the law got you fine now, didn't it? And that's how it was with the law. If you broke one of the laws in the Old Testament, you were broke. You broke them all in God's eye. You want to know what the purpose of the law was being? The purpose of the law was not to show you how to live. It was to show you you can't live without God. It was to show you you cannot hope to save yourself. You cannot hope to be big enough or good enough or great enough. So what did God do? God seen that none of us were able to save ourselves. He seen that all of us were going to fall short continually and continually. And he saw that we needed help. So what did he do? He decided to put all of our punishment, all of our sin, all of our, our heartache, and all of our pain on the one man that day at Calvary. It said, any man 
hanged on a tree was accursed. And hallelujah, a man hung on a tree and was called accursed for me. Praise God. A man hung on the cross of Calvary for me. Praise God. A man died for me. Praise God. Why? Because according to the law, I was going to go to hell, Joey. According to the law, I could not save myself. But praise God, a man had grace and, and mercy on me. And he seen me in my sinful state and he decided to save me. He decided to set me free of my sin and to give me a new life. And you want to know how I got saved then? I did not have to sign any paperwork. I didn't have to give I didn't have to give a blood oath or give my checking account number. No, all I had to do was get my knees and say, Lord God, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in what you did at Calvary. I believe you rose from the dead. And I believe you're coming back. And as soon as them words left my mouth, I was saved that day. I was set free from hell and I was given a new start in life. How did this happen? By faith. It all goes back to faith. You're not going to live any other way unless you have faith. I got some numbers for you. Did you know there are 4,300 religions in the world? There are more than 200 different Christian denominations and about 41,000 different churches. There's only one way to heaven. One way. Paul did not say to just live by Allah, no. Paul did not say to just live by Muhammad, no. He didn't say to just live by Buddha, no. He did not say to just live by good works, no. He did not say to just live by good life, no, God. No, Paul said just live by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot of ways to be religious. There's only one way to be heaven. One way to God. And that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, some of you right now got things going on in your life you can't fix. I know I do. I have things, man, that worry me. Laws of them. Let's see, I got a. Let's see here, it's about 30 people here today. I got about 30 things in here that I'm going to be praying about when I leave here. And that worries me. You know that joy? It worries me that I have so many aunts and uncles going to hell right now. That worries me. It worries me that I go to school with a lot of people who say I love Christ but live like the world so I know they really don't love God. And that worries me. Do you want to know it's all going to work out? I know this. I know everything's going to work out just fine for the hunt man. How do you know this, Hunter? Because in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, says, For all things which are guaranteed are the good of those who love God and are the called according to His purpose. I'm living by faith. I don't see it. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I know it is. I don't know how everything's going to turn out good, but I know it is. I know God's going to make a way. I know God's going to move. And I know my life's going to turn out exactly according to God's plan for my life. How? Because I have faith in a God who loves me. Who died for me, who gave his son to give me life, and I know my life will work out. Because I'm living by faith, Ben. Just as I did for that check. I didn't see it, but I knew it was there, and I knew it was coming. Katie, raise your hand.
Everybody see Katie back there? She got her hair done. Raise your hand, Katie. Katie, there's Katie. <laughs> I remember there was a few months ago, Mommy walked up to me, and I'm, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the story on Katie. Does that work? Katie don't care. She's quiet. She won't say nothing. Well, she'll say something when I leave, but I'm right now. <laughs> Mommy and uh, Katie are watching The Passion of the Christ. You know, that's a good movie. And Katie never seen it. And uh, they were watching, they got the scene when Jesus was crucified and Ethan called. Katie said, He doesn't die. Does Jesus die? And Ethan said, Lord, no. She said, I don't know. And a few weeks later, and Mommy called me. She said, Hunter, be praying for Katie. I don't think she's saved. She didn't know that Jesus died in the Passion of the Christ. I said, I'll be praying. I knew how, but I knew God was going to make a way. And then watching that service happen. And then the next day, I was on my way up to uh, Ohio. I get a call. And Mommy said, Katie got saved last night. You know all I could think of? She might have not knew that Jesus died, but now not only does she know that he died, she knows that he rose again. And that's what faith can do. Faith. Faith can get anything. Faith can move mountains. Faith can split oceans. And faith can see the lost saved. How many of you all got things you got to pray about today? You all have faith. Have faith today in the Jesus Christ of the Bible and what He did at Calvary. That's all I have for you all this morning. But that's all we need to hear. As we stand all over this building, I ask that won't you all come and pray today. Every single one of you. And seek the face of God. Won't you all come? All we've talked about today is faith. And how it takes faith and how we need faith. So won't you come and show your faith in God today by coming and praying? Won't you come and seek God? If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today, won't you come and be saved? Come and repent of your sins and believe on Him. And as they sing, this altar is open. Uh...